Welcome to Few Minute Motivation. I'm your host, Corliss, and this short solo episode is meant to inspire, encourage, and motivate you. I recognize sometimes you may only have a few minutes, so I've created Few Minute Motivation to make those few minutes count. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, Corliss here. Usually this solo episode is all about giving you a few minutes of motivation, so today's message might not be what you expect. I have recently experienced something that's really hard. It hurt and it was discouraging on many levels. It shook my faith and it honestly had me in tears. It was really tough. Now, why am I sharing this? How can this be motivational? Well, for two reasons. I know you go through tough times too, and I've learned that when we openly and vulnerably share our stories, it helps to heal. This is my intent here, is to support you to feel less alone and offer you some support for when life hurts. You are human, and human beings feel. We have emotions, and it's not only okay to have them, but to give yourself time to process them as well. So what happened, you might be wondering. If you follow me on social media at Corliss Co., you may have got a snippet of the story, but in case you don't, here's the real backstory and kind of the bigger picture. When restrictions started lifting fully for travel at the start of the year, my family and I started planning a vacation to Hawaii together for November. This included two sisters, their families, a brother and his family, all who live far away. We don't get to see them very often. Plus, our parents who are in their late 70s and 80s. Literally, a trip of a lifetime. Travel experiences are at the top of my priority list, and as a matter of fact, my original career exposed me to the world of travel, and since then, it is one of the reasons that I work, to be able to see the world and create memories with people that I love. I have missed it so much, and the idea that we could resume back to normal was very exciting. I have a passport, but my son, who is not 16 until January, did not. If the trip had been in January or after it, he could have applied as an adult, but we were two months shy, so I needed to do it for him as a child. Because I'm divorced, it complicates the process, which you have to obtain original court documents, and that all comes at a big cost. It was worth the time and the money to me for two reasons. First, he had four cousins going on this trip, and they were within a couple of years of him. I could see them having fun and making memories that would last forever. I also know with a son who's about to drive, my chances of vacationing with him are diminishing fast. We're close, but I also know hanging out with his mom on an island resort for seven days is not ideal. I wanted this for him. I booked our flights and our VRBO in June, confident that we'd have lots of time to obtain the passport. In July, the flight cancellations and reticketing process began. This was so incredibly painful to navigate. Hours on hold, getting disconnected and having to start over, agents not doing their jobs, and awaiting emails for new flight plans that never did arrive. At one point, we didn't even have a flight home. In September, our VRBO full and non-refundable payment was due. With the passport still not in, I had to attempt to track where it was at. Sadly, it wasn't even showing in the system. I took the time, went to Service Canada, waited in line to learn that they could not even look into it for me until 21 days prior to travel. Whoa. I took the risk, and I paid the VRBO fee in full anyway, having faith that all would work out. Now, three weeks prior, we still did not have a passport. We were now over five months with no word, and this was getting extremely stressful. I made the calls to expedite the process, and with that push, they agreed to do it, but I needed to make another trip to another city to pick it up. Jeez, have they seen the price of gas these days? Whoa. 
it was okay. Again, I was telling myself to spend the time and money and it was worth it because it was all finally coming together. I rented the car. I organized my work plans. I worked overtime to get ahead of my job. And finally, after six hours on the phone one day, we were reticketed with a flight home. And although it was a crappy one, I was still so grateful that we were finally getting to go that it really didn't matter. But then 12 hours before takeoff, the messages of cancellation started coming in. The airline canceled our flights. After failing to get through on the phone, I drove to the airport where the agent moved us to another airline. Deep breaths. We would leave later, but we were still going the next day. Another departing cancellation without explanation. The good news was that we had time to make the six-hour trip by car to meet our connection, so we decided to do that. Until yet another cancellation message came in telling us that we were removed from that flight without consulting us back to the airport to learn that we would not be able to put us on a flight for another five days, which meant we would be in Hawaii for only one day with our family. After every attempt to convince both airlines to reroute us, we finally had to accept defeat. We were missing the trip of a lifetime. My son would not be learning to surf with his cousins. I would not share the sunrise at the top of the mountain with my family, and we would likely never get the chance to share a trip abroad with my parents again. I was truly heartbroken, and I guess I still am. No amount of compensation was going to make us feel better, and I had no energy to try and begin that process anyway. As a mom, my heart was breaking that I wasn't able to give this to my son. And as for myself, I was crushed and disheartened that yet again, no matter how hard I tried, I was not able to make this happen. I tried to stuff down the emotions. I tried to see the sense in it all. I tried to convince myself that it was just a trip and that there were worse things. I tried to think about how I could use this experience to help others. The problem was I couldn't, not in the moment. My heart was crushed from disappointment and no amount of strategy was going to help that. I just needed to let myself feel it. My adult daughter, who has grown up around me empowering people by listening to me coach, speak, and train her whole life, said to me, Mom, it's okay that you're disappointed. You don't have to find a way to use this to help people. You're allowed to be sad, and I think you should just let yourself be that. She was right, and as I looked at her, all I could think was, who made this brilliant human being that is talking to me right now? This was grief. After three years of not being able to travel and have fun making memories with family, I allowed myself to get excited, and then it was taken away, and I needed to give myself time to feel what I was feeling. I didn't need to find the silver lining immediately. It was okay not to be okay for a bit. Because here's what else. In the state of thinking and feeling down, I noticed that my thought process went to demeaning myself. I caught myself thinking I must be a bad person that this happened, that I'm being punished for something and I don't deserve good things. Emotions aren't rational sometimes, and you don't always need to just push through, find the positive, or make sense of how you feel. Sometimes you need to just let yourself be human and give yourself time to process the disappointment, because sometimes life hurts. It's now three days after the crushing realization that we would not be having this vacation and I'm in a place now that I feel better and I wanted to share some things with you that helped me move forward. I am actually okay with the situation now and I believe that four days ago when I was crying uncontrollably, I didn't think that we would get here. But here we are. The first thing is I shared how I was feeling. 
vulnerability really is a strength. And by telling my story and sharing my feelings and not being ashamed of how I felt, I received an outpouring of love and support. Instead of hiding my truth, worried about what people would think, or if they would question if I was credible as a coach or a speaker, if I didn't have it all together all the time, I just let it go and I shared how it felt. And it turns out that people appreciate that. Once I opened up, people started sharing their stories with me, not just travel struggles, but life struggles. I want to thank everyone for that. No one goes through life without challenge or disappointment, and reading the stories actually helped me find perspective. I was careful not to do a comparison because when something is hard, it just is. But knowing the strength and resilience of others encouraged me to get out of my sadness sooner. I also gave myself time. I let myself cry. I gave myself space to have a pity party and feel all the feelings. I did some extra self-care and didn't guilt myself for not doing anything. Taking a deep breath can really help. I listened to Dr. Wayne Dyer's meditation and truthfully, his words helped me remember that all will be okay and I need to trust in a bigger plan. I also asked myself what lesson life was trying to teach me here. Not in a way that I'm a bad person or that this is a punishment, but more like, what signs was I not listening to? Or what have I been ignoring? Am I being guided to learn patience or trust here? Perhaps I've been so focused on making it happen that I forgot to surrender to what should happen. I faced another personal reality that although it is sad that my son and I were the only ones who did not make this trip, we live near my parents and I get to see them all the time. The siblings on this trip, they live far away and they don't get to. I shifted my thoughts to how happy I am that they get this vacation, and since my sister lost her husband at only 40 years old just two years ago, and my other brother and sister work harder than anyone I know, I changed my focus from how sad I was for us to how happy I am for them that they get this. Sometimes I think our suffering can be lessened by shifting our thoughts from ourselves to others. And lastly, I remembered that life is short. And then only I can turn things around for myself. I can focus on what has gone wrong, or I can focus on what has gone right. It was okay to not be okay, but I don't want to stay there. I decided I don't want to keep stuck in sadness and spend my days in regret. I want to feel joy in my life, and I don't want to waste time and energy on things I don't control. Life really is too short. If we really want to, we can make a decision each day to enjoy our days, despite things that happen to us and around us. As my 88-year-old aunt said in a recent TikTok video that we made together, she gets up every day, looks out the window and says, I'm going to have a great day and I'm not going to be negative about anything. That video is something that you should watch every day. She's such an inspiration. I'll make sure and put the link to it in the show notes. In closing, I hope that when you face disappointment and become disheartened, that you give yourself the time you need to process the emotions and then make a choice to be happy and move forward. If you know someone who could use a pick-me-up, go ahead and share this episode with them. Thanks for listening and bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.